you have arrived at your destination. Hey everyone, welcome to Animation Destination Podcast, Animation Celebration Podcast. I'm your host, resident cartoon jockey Brandon Jones, and I'm here with Jason Davis and David Rocky. It's time for the Banner Struck Podcast! <laughs> and welcome to the Nerd Brand. I'm Brandon Jones. I'm Jason Davis. And that's David Rocky. And we are here. And I'm checking my fantasy NASCAR scores. <laughs> <laughs> intro I just did, ladies That's and a, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, you uh, breathing? I am. Can you I am. breathe? I'm good. I'm All good. Right. I, I, did, I, do this for, I do this for hobby, so I'm, I'm good. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, so what this is, is a special super cast... Uh, for all the podcasts that I'm involved in, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm literally the linchpin between all three of these. But uh, it is for the Video Destruct podcast, uh, me and Haas's video game podcast, my Animation Destination podcast, uh, which is on animation, and our Nerd Brand podcast on marketing and nerdy things and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, Haas had the idea to talk about um, the supplementary. Uh, cross-promotional aspects between anime and video games, and I even threw in some comic book stuff there, and it's... The, the whole cross-promotional idea, I believe, Hoss, you mentioned uh, that in EA, the was a big proponent of this sort of uh, practice during the... Yeah, and, and we'll obviously talk about this in much more detail later, but basically, yeah. my idea for the podcast was that in the mid-to-late aughts... Yeah. That Electronic Arts was attempting to force create excitement <laughs> by creating a media blitz that wasn't right. just PR. Mm -hmm. They would make comic books, they would make novelizations, they would make video games, mm -hmm. anime, mm -hmm. whatever they could do to hit hit you wherever your wallet might be located. Right. Uh, so, like, the four games that always come to mind for me in this aspect are uh, Mass Effect, um, Dante's Inferno, Dead yeah. Space, and Mirror's Edge. Right. Uh, like, I think today's discussion will probably primarily focus on Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Uh, just because that's a good example of when that can go bad. Yeah. Um, I always love the bad ones to go with the... Show you what, don't do that. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, exactly. anybody could look at that and say, out of <laughs> yeah. those four, yeah. right. Mass Effect's the one that succeeded. Mm -hmm. uh, it became a... Its own... Runaway yeah. success. Mm -hmm. Mainly carted off by the success of its game. Yeah. Like, with as many flaws as the original Mass Effect had, there was enough stuff to love in there that almost everybody who describes the original Mass Effect to people says, oh, man, this, this, and this, and this was f***ed up. But, man... This game was awesome! <laughs> and, you know, so... But, yeah. Uh, so, it is... It, it does be, it does behoove... The, it does behoove any company to sort of, you know, uh, have some sort of... Try to retain some sort of retention for their video game, correct? Like, I... You know, and, and I don't think it's a bad idea to, you know, sort of go after... I, I, 
I don't know if you're going after like the same audience or a different audience when you do that sort of thing, though. So oh, I know, think it's... I think what they were trying to do was to try to create this these universal transmedia brands, right? That even if you don't like video games, I know Mass Effect. Right. It's like, you know, when you walk mm. down the street and you say the words professional wrestling to somebody, yeah. they can say Hulk Hogan. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. They've never point. watched wrestling, yeah. but they know Hulk Hogan. They know Hulk Hogan. So yeah. even though it doesn't necessarily benefit the wrestling in the aspect of the, that people know him, but they wanted Hulk Hogan on MTV. They wanted this cross-promotional stuff because it makes the illusion that your thing is bigger than it yeah. is. Uh, speaking of professional wrestling in that regard, I think there are three people that I actually do do that transition because I've always thought about that. The Rock, John Cena, and Steve Austin? That's the three, yeah. Hey! <laughs> that's, that's that was really yeah. quick. That was the three because you, you'll yeah. ask people, like, people know who John scene is people yep. know who the rock is yeah. obviously he's the highest paid actor in hollywood right now yep. and uh, and people know hulk hogan because they did transcend that medium of just being a a wrestler stone cold was popular but i could probably go to a lot more people that don't know who stone cold is but know who Rock, Cena, and Hulk Hogan well, his I never walk his... in a room and say Steve Austin and people don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I think Stone Cold, his, I think I see maybe like two of his movies, and that may have right. been the only two he ever did. Right, yeah. Like, he didn't uh, do a whole lot of movies. Yeah. But he was popular, but he never transcended it. You yeah. trying to tell me you don't watch Redneck Island? <laughs> <laughs> now, a country music channel watcher, they'll know who Stone yeah. Cold is. Yeah, CMT. But they, if but... you ever watch CMT, you know the Broken Skull Challenge. But, but let's face it, if you're watching CMT, you already watch pro wrestling. <laughs> you know, I'm actually surprised wrestling's ever been on CMT. Right? Like, why didn't they pick up TNA when it was running around? TNN you know, uh, yeah. went big into wrestling there for a yeah. little while, and then they became Spike and ruined themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They had Manly Program, remember that? Remember, remember, a thousand ways to die. Remember that show? Oh, you yeah. know, I but it's, it was yeah. narrated by Ron Perlman, <laughs> was, so yeah. I watched it I more than I probably should. Yeah. I did too because of Ron Perlman. But there was a there was a show on there that I watched that I hated, and I still love watching it. But I hate it. I, I I used to like hate watch things like Whale Wars. I watched Whale Wars all the time, and I hated every second of it. But Deadliest Warrior, <laughs> Deadliest Warrior was That's on Spike the TV. Worst. It's the worst show. I hate it so much, and I watched it all the time. Oh man, it's so stupid. Anyway, uh, back to the podcast. <laughs> we go on tangents, Jason. That's what yeah. happens with us. No, that's fine. That's, you know, um, we'll, we'll we'll dovetail back in let's, somewhere. Let's talk about Dante's Inferno, shall we? I watched. I don't think I watched this thing in its entirety back in the day. I couldn't uh, get to watch it in its entirety. Yeah, you you expressed confusion as to what the guy was saying half the time. Yeah, uh, you akined him to Jason Blood blown up to eleven. Yeah, uh, what's, what's a Jason Blood? Uh, Jason uh, Blood is a comic book character. Demon, Etrigan uh, uh, the Demon from DC. I think he was in. Um, was he in Long Halloween? No, he wasn't in Long Halloween. Uh, there, there's. He's a magical character. He was not in Long Halloween. He was in the recent Justice League Dark. Yeah, yeah, the Justice League Dark. uh, Which I liked him in that one. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, the Dante character just seemed like a lot of over-voice acting. Yeah. And, you know... Really talking into the microphone. Yeah, a little too Hamlet, you know, for me. Which I think was their point of it. It was, but it's like when you're... 
for me, I'm I'm not an anime guy. I don't right, I don't watch sure. a lot of anime, but I, sure. I will plug and say I did love the Castlevania sure. series. It was on yeah. Netflix. It reminded me a lot of and, that. Castlevania reminded me and, a lot of that. Yeah, it did. So when I watched this, I had already seen Castlevania, and I've never seen Dante's Infernal anime. Right. Yeah. So when I watched the Castlevania anime, I sort of set myself up to like this is awesome, and then right. when I watched Dante, I was like this is a pile of garbage. <laughs> so I had issues with yeah. that. I, I, I liked the plot. I yeah. can say that. I, but that that was maybe about it. But mm. I think that there was just I don't know. It was just too hammy. Yeah, I just I like the simple story of you know saving a loved one's soul. Like that's the, the yeah. basis, you know. Um, and he's just gonna plunge into the depths of all what seven levels, eight levels of Dante's Inferno. I think it's eight. I, I don't know. Eight, yeah, eight, eight levels. Yeah, the eight levels. And I've read the book like from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I've read Dante's Inferno. I think it's a great book. I love it. Um, but. It's, um... Short. I'm going to point my finger at one thing. Sure, absolutely. All right, so one of the worst things that can ever happen for a creative work... Yeah. ...is that you've got too many hands in the pot. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How many directors are on that? (laughs) Writers, like... Seven directors. Whoa. Whoa. No wonder it felt like I was watching... Like, I watched the first 15 minutes, and I was like, I'm confused as to what I'm watching, because it it felt so different. The sad thing is... You can tell when you watch that thing, somebody spent a lot of money on this. Yes. Yeah, but given the did. fact that they had seven directors, it's very compartmentalized and every scene feels different yeah. because they obviously had a very short timeline <laughs> yeah. to get this thing done. Yeah. Too, many, too many opinions resulted in a longer timeline. I, which There's more directors than producers. Yeah. It, now yeah. there's one writer... Right, Brandon Alman. Poor okay. guy. Yeah, I bet he went through. <laughs> now, I bet I, he went through Dante's Inferno making it. I think so, I know why they're trying was, to keep it on track. The seven directors, I think I understand. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that this was a small timeline, uh, and they decided let's get a director for every segment of this movie. I think that was probably purposeful because it was like because I, I doubt it was like all right, fire that guy. He's not doing the right thing. You know, because sometimes you'll see like different director credits or different writer credits on movies and stuff and it's like okay that guy wrote like two lines so we have to give him a credit they usually end up moving those people to producer roles right they usually do so I think what this was was basically we're gonna do this in a way of you direct this area of the movie you direct this one and we're just gonna push this through because we have we have a pretty decent budget but no time yeah because EA you know is pushing for this thing they've pushed video games to be finished in in, you know under a limit of time and they've come out broken so yeah it's no wonder they did it with an anime that they've never you know it's like um and and that's the thing about about uh animation in that realm uh because typically when an animation is done whether it's you know other than like you know you know companies that literally fart out money like disney Uh and like things like that and they can then supplement those things into brands Disney's brilliant at doing that, you know, like, so there's always got to be something supplementary with your animation to go along with it because animation is expensive. Well, like, di- well Disney I, seems really concerned about yeah. getting that director or that person. It's not so much about creative. Yeah. Now, whereas like other studios, it's yeah. more like creativity. And right. But it is, sort of thing. but it is also like, we need to make sure we can make money off of this afterwards. Which yeah. Is they're why, very, they're more businessy, which, obviously, than, which is why you have the Disney princess brand where it's like, yeah. Oh, there's this new movie with this new heroine. She's now a Disney princess. She gets to go in that line. Yeah. And that's the reason that's why Moana was made. Moana is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, but the reason that it got greenlit was like, we can take this Polynesian girl and make her a princess. 
Chorus, and you know, like, yeah. and that's well, why. And you got be... The Rock to sing, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's also how you end up with a movie like Tron Legacy that made them yeah. over a hundred million dollars in profit. Yeah. After its production and marketing costs, right? And they still didn't greenlit a sequel. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they can't merchandise it mm-hmm. the way that they yeah. can something else. Yes. Which is a crime. <laughs> He likes Tron Legacy I think a lot. He does too. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, the Disney also uh, supplemented a a animated series of that uh, that only lasted about thirteen episodes. I remember that. Uh, yeah, that had, was a uh, Disney XD cartoon. Yes, it had Lance Hendrickson, Elijah Wood, and Mandy Moore. That's it a was pretty good, cast, pretty good actually. cast, right? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually pretty decent. It's just the I think the look was a little bit off yeah. uh, for things. It was very. Computer generated cell shaded kind of look. Well, it, you, that looked almost yeah. like the, the. It looked like Kim Possible, didn't it? it? No, it looked like uh, it looked uh, it looked like uh, Aeon Flux, but like cell shaded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody kind of looked ugly. It was very odd. It was like I I want to say the. The character designer was the same guy. Were there like a lot of slow pans across her mouth? Uh, they're actually <laughs> that's Eon Flux. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but no, it, it just sort of had like a, a sort of like kind of a because um, uh, it had a clean look because it was Tron, but like everybody's face looked kind of dirty, hmm. so it was weird. It was just like had a weird feel to it, and it didn't really take off. Uh, so uh, I thought it was pretty decent, though. Make another, make another Tron. Yeah, make another Tron. Make another Tron. <laughs> Please. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was pretty decent, though. Uh, it was pretty... Because it was actually, like, uh, the, the plot was kind of okay because it was the original Tron, the... What's his name? The... Jeff Ben Bruce Jeff, Boxleitner? Yeah, Jeff, Bruce, Jeff. yeah. Bruce, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. His name. that's his name. But yeah, Bruce Boxleitner, he uh or the original Tron. Yeah. It's like kind of the Zorro thing, this new program was right. taking over Tron, and that was Elijah Wood, and so he was gonna be the new Tron because uh, the Neutron. No, sorry. <laughs> like, like, and he was also doing the Neutron dance. And the Neutron <laughs> dance. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, so yeah, but it was pretty cool. But yeah, stuff like that. Like, you have to like basically supplement your animation with that sort of, you know, uh, uh, marketability. And here's Otherwise, a question. If we, I don't want you to answer this necessarily until the end of the podcast. Yeah. But... Do you feel like that kind of media blitz before one of your pillars has proven itself mm-hmm. is like is that okay? Yeah. Well, it's not even is, is it okay? Well, is it smart? Is it taking your potential audience for granted? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more like yeah. Is it is it like we're gonna we're gonna supplement this with a big media blitz or is it like we're going to try and implant? Hype yeah. into my, people. My initial, so than, yeah. my initial assessment when I used pro wrestling earlier mm-hmm. uh, was the idea of basically wrestling trying to back its way mm-hmm. into popular culture by planting seeds. Right. But at this, at a certain point, is this attempting to create false hype and awareness in a disingenuine way? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we will answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I think I know mine definitively. It will be no question by the end of it. No, uh, but yeah, well, but that's definitely what we're trying to gauge here. And in certain cases, I think it can be. You know, I think this sort of media blitz can be viewed as uh, genuine in some in certain cases, or a cash grab. Yeah, or a cash grab. Yeah, it's like, and and uh, so there's there's the one that I supplemented in, and this sort of goes into the nerd end of it. Uh, is uh, Marvel Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this being a really big media blitz for this thing, and it was a video game, and 
a sub imprint for Marvel Comics. They were going to do mm-hmm. a whole sub universe with like these characters called the Imperfects that were just all very so. <laughs> like, struggling yeah right struggling it's, right yeah because i saw the clips well, of the game and it was bad it, it's hard to it's like <laughs> i have like a little load screen on my head because it's hard to like talk about it without because i don't want to immediately go into like talking about my critique of what it was yeah. i, I want to talk about what they were trying to do yeah before i critique what happened right um right so they had a large push for this they they wanted it to be a real sub imprint into their into their library of this sort of darker media for the street heroes kind of thing. Because that's what it was more based around. It wasn't based around, yeah. you know, like the higher-up guys. And and Iron Man was involved, but this was pre-2008. Iron Man was still like a C to B player. He wasn't an A player yet, because Iron Man, yes, in the Marvel Universe context, was like an A player, but you talk to somebody that doesn't know comics, they didn't know who Iron Man was until 2008. Then he became an A plus because then people gotcha. knew who he was because people know who Captain America is. People know who you know certain you know Thor. Like, Thor was kind of a B plus player as well, but Spider Man was Thor even an option in that game? No, Thor was not because that's more like Godly Realm. He wasn't yeah. street hero by any stretch. Um, but Iron Man was sort of brought in there for the tech reason, I think, because yeah. like all the characters were sort of like techy. They had like these like weird like yeah, things I, I, inside I, I, of them. I noticed that, that. It because it was two thousand four. Yeah, basically yeah. it was. It was two thousand four. It was, it was edgy. It was kind of edge lordish before edge lord was a joke. You know, <laughs> it's like it was like everything needed to be kind of like oh, we need to like have this like darker tone of something and like like sort of street level grittiness. Uh, they wanted to take it because that's why they had Daredevil and Elektra and like those characters were placed in because like they have thanks to Frank Miller they were already that sort of street level grittiness um, so th- th- that's where they sort of tried to push it off was with these characters these street level characters to push off this imprint of imperfects of these anti-hero type Punisher people mm-hmm. and so they decided let's make a video game uh, but let's not make a good one. Let's not. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that that's how things have changed because then yeah. you talk about how it was gritty and right. dark and everything. Yes. And I saw a meme today where it was like a comparison between Marvel and DC. Marvel and DC, yeah. And Marvel was Ronald McDonald oh. and DC was it. It was Pennywise. It's Pennywise. <laughs> Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true because it's like, like flipped. Like, and I don't think like and I'm I'm one of those people that I don't think that that something dark or something lighthearted is necessarily, like, a bad or good thing. Both can be good. It depends on the media that you're trying to approach. And I think going with the dark realm for that, because it's the street-level daredevil heroes, I think is a good idea. Problem is, um, your characters are boring. <laughs> like, And you're not going to... Like, It doesn't matter who you put on top of it, whether you put an A-lister like, you know, like Captain America on top of it, if your character you're trying to push... Stinks. Then oh, it doesn't. It was, it was terrible. Some you can't drag them across. You can't drag them across a finish line when yeah. you're that when you're that terrible. You know, it's just like they're so boring and like you could put them all up next to each other and then like have a matching game for their names. Like I, you know, like even if you were like a fan of it, I don't think you could match the names to the character because they're all like like a dystopian Bob or something. Like it's like really like terrible names. Like they're all like some like weird thing, like adjective and then like Jack. 
And it's like, and that's their names. And I'm just like, this is like dumb. Like you're never gonna remember yeah. these people. It's like if you were gonna make a a superstar horror movie versus movie. Yeah. And on one side you have Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And the things from Critters. And... <laughs> exactly. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's just like no one's gonna remember those things. And then on top of that, the video game's bad. So mm-hmm. really, it was ter- really was... bad. Um. And this was during a time when DC Animation was doing their movies, uh, and Marvel Animation was trying to jump on top of that as well. They had uh, the Ultimates was around that time, or was somewhere. It was, it was, it's not the only time that X, uh, the, the X Men franchise, well, Marvel, but yeah. under the X Men branding, tried this. Right. Yes. Because they did X Men Destiny. X Men Destiny. Like yes. Six years later, that Silicon Knights made game. Yes. Uh, Silicon Knights uh, being the people who made like Eternal Darkness mm-hmm. and the remake of Metal Gear Solid. Right. Um, for those of you who don't remember from one of our earlier podcasts where I raked this poor man over the coals. But yeah, X-Men Destiny is another one of those examples because what they tried to do in this game is the thing that I think always fails with superhero stuff is... Well, you always want to be a superhero, right? Well, if you can make your own. (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't like that. It's like no, I just I just want to be Wolverine. Like, just let me be Wolverine. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like no, you can, you can make your own Wolverine like guy. It's like I don't want to do that. <laughs> he can have the claws and everything. You can give him more claws. I don't know what that I voice is that I just made. I, I was beginning to ask you. I'm like, what is this? I'll, I'll tell you this what impression? it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I just realized I didn't realize this when I brought up. That's an EA property. Uh, uh, yeah, EA, EA had I, the I, rights I didn't uh, know. to make uh, X-Men and Marvel games exclusively until like 2006. Interesting. Um, the uh, They were actually in the process, believe it or not, uh, uh, EA Chicago, the studio that made the Def Jam games. Yeah. The last game that they were working on before they were shut down was a Marvel MMO. Mm, okay. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, man. Yeah. Here's some of the names of the Imperfects. Can I read these off just for the... Oh, for the give us yeah, some yeah, of the Marvel yeah, guys yeah. first. Okay, okay. Some of the Marvel people involved. Daredevil was like kind of like the... He rates. Yeah. The, the, the big movie yeah, had big just movie. come out. Big movie had just come out. He's, uh, you know, it's like Elektra. She was part of that movie. That was kind of there. She had her own movie. She had her own movie as well, which was War, a, a yeah. worse film. A worse film. Much more, much more boring. Uh, Human Torch. Um, which, you know, Johnny Storm, Human Torch, Fantastic Four, it's, he's, he's sort of known. Iron Man, well, pretty decently known. Magneto's in there for some reason, but he's an X-Men, he's a villain. Curly mustache. Cur- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking uh, like the Pringles guy. D- uh, uh, some guy, Spider-Man? 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 Uh, Spider-Man? I don't know who that is. Spider-Man? Uh, I think he's a... Spider-Man? Joel Spiderman. he's my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty popular. Uh, Storm of the X-Men, Storm okay. is in there. The Thing from... Uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, they only put that's Michael Chiklis, right? Yes, Michael okay. Chiklis. Uh, Human Torch and the Thing are the only ones they ever put into more media. They never put Sue and Mister Incredible. And, and uh, well, can, uh, he can just turn into yeah. spaghetti, and her thing is <laughs> uh, disappears. Yeah, invisibility and force fields. That's so. the most boring powers. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Venom, and they had uh, the Wolverine. The so. other guy is a rock man, yeah. all right? <laughs> uh, Venom and Wolverine. So, yeah. there you go. Yes, I will say the thing is the most interesting character on uh, Fantastic Four. I will say that. Uh, because he's the only one who was mutated. <laughs> Everybody else can live their life. 
Uh, yeah, they can all go that's outside. And, yeah, you know, so that's the whole thing. And I'm uh, Jessica Alba. Yeah, uh, <laughs> non-playable characters include okay. Non-playable characters include Captain America, the Punisher, and Hulk. So, Those that you wanted to play. I, I guess you... I don't know. I guess they're just, like, on the background or something? I don't they're, know. Well, they're the quest givers. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm the Punisher. Go murder these people. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, let's get on to the names of the imperfect, shall we? This is uh, the interesting... Were there any yeah. that weren't in... A- like, one question before we get going. Were there sure. any of these people that were not in active film franchises at the time? Uh, uh, oh, Venom right. hadn't been in Ven- Spider-Man. Venom hadn't been in Spider-Man. Uh, they were just gearing up for uh, Fantastic Four at the time. Magneto had been in Spider-Man had been in so yeah so and Wolverine was in they were pretty much farming just the active film franchises just the active film franchises and they were trying at this time I remember to do an Iron Man movie I remember they were trying to do an Iron Man movie and then Marvel got the rights back to it so four years later 2008 they got Iron Man Uh, but they were trying at the time to do Iron Man they were already trying to push it uh, Captain America, same way. Yeah, so. same way for Cap. Yeah, so yeah. Um, but yeah, all the ones that were involved were definitely part of it. So here's the guys that are trying to launch off of this, okay? Brigade. Never heard of uh, Fault Zone. Nope. You sound like Transformer names. <laughs> yeah, and they do. They do. Hazmat. Sounds like a Transformer name. Yeah, that's an Autobot. That's a, no, that's a G.I. Joe. I, I had that. Hazmat was a G.I. Joe. Johnny Ohm. So he uses sound? I don't know. It's, like, it's OHM, sure. or does right? he just, It's OHM. Or does he like Ohm. Zen a lot? Yeah. <laughs> jo- oh. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, Niles Van Rokel, I think that was the guy that created them, to be fair. So I, that's why he doesn't have a, a code name. He sounds like a serial killer. Right, though. he does, yeah. Niles Van Rokel is the guy that was <laughs> the second n- gunman on the grassy knoll. It's <laughs> three names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Paragon, pretty good name, honestly. No idea who that is or what it's they're a video like. game. It is a good video game. Or it's a, it's a video game. I've never played it's it. It's a good, good video game. Okay, cool. Uh, Solara, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably a lady. Has a very uh, feminine thing to it. And The Wink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just to pull back the curtain for a second, Brandon just did a wink. hands-on hips, <laughs> lean in and wink. That I'm going to be honest, it, it turned me on <laughs> The wink. Uh, yeah, so that was the imperfect. Um, Did they use the right eye when they wink? None, none of which, none of which uh, lauded into anything new. I think the I think the the comic was canceled after four issues. Uh, so none of these characters have ever appeared in anything else ever. They were never picked back up. It was literally. I want to find the writer's name. I'd have to read through the whole Wikipedia article. But they, this was sort of his project and they kind of had this I guess they had EA money and they were just like we're going to use this project to launch these new characters and have a new line of video games and 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 this is where Poochie gets in a spaceship and flies back home and dies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is that too obscure a Simpsons I, I, reference? Absolutely not. That's a popular one. Yeah, it's like that 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 is it, it is the titular adding characters to something yes. is the Poochie. You pull the Poochie. <laughs> nobody cares about... You just about jump the Poochie. <laughs> you jump the Poochie. Jump on the shark. It's like... So that's... And, and that was the story of Rise of the Imperfects. It came. It went quickly. It mm-hmm. wasn't even... It wasn't even, like, in the media for, like, a week before it was just forgotten. It, it's actually a really good fact that you brought up this franchise because yeah. this sounds very much like EA's first attempt at doing this. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't think of anything that Electronic Arts or really any other company had tried prior yeah. to this. Now, 
Halo. Yeah. Did the novelizations. Mm-hmm. Halo did the toys. Yes. Halo did the animes. Mm-hmm. But really, it was all standing on the shoulders of the success of that original game. Yes, that was it, supplementary from Halo itself. Like the, they didn't, I'll yeah. tell you this. <laughs> I bought the first Mass Effect novelization. Well, it wasn't a novelization. It was a prequel novel. Right. And that came out before the first game. Yeah. So you you end up with a specific situation with that where you haven't even attempted to prove yourself. Like, I, I would assume that the game came out around the same time as the comics. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you. Uh, that was two different companies trying to do this. Like, mm-hmm. the interesting thing about, like, EA's later attempts is that they were not trying. They were trying to wash somebody else's hands at the same time. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. They tried to throw everything in the stew pot and make it all kind of hop out at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. But, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's sort of titular to, uh, you know, to animation and stuff like that. Because when, again, when you're trying to market something that's animation, unless you have Simpsons level of ratings, mm-hmm. it doesn't sustain itself. It doesn't. Like, it, animation has to be, it has to be funded by secondary and tertiary means. Um, you've had a boom of animation and, t- and animation shows nowadays, uh, thanks to, uh, you know, sort of subscription-based programming like Netflix. Netflix has been uh, pumping out that sort of thing because I well, guess the... I don't know how... The diving we... costs from computerization mm-hmm. Yes, uh, where nothing's hand-animated anymore. Right. Like the... There's a the few things. turnaround but... rate mm-hmm. uh-huh. is way, way faster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Apparently that Castlevania show, granted that was only four episodes of that, right. but that was completed in about four months. Right, yeah. Which... That's all your initial art generation, mm-hmm. you know, through completion. Yeah. You, you know, when you think back to, like, old Simpsons. Yeah. Back 25 years ago where they're, like, doing a lot of the primary art here and then shipping it over to South Korea. And right. they're actually doing the fill-ins mm-hmm. uh, in the transitional animation. Yeah. You know, you're talking, like, a 16-month turnaround in right. some situations. Yeah. That's why, like, Fox has a... Death stare yeah. at any show that's not performing well, but you'll see a lot of their animation shows that are maybe on the borderline that last longer right. than they should. It's because if it's still traditionally animated, we've already paid for all these. Basically, yeah, we yeah. kind of yeah. gotta run them. It's kind yeah. of amazing because Justin Roiland, creator of Rick and Morty, he uh, he talks about it because he went to school with a lot of guys that like have made cartoons that he helped with in Fox. They have fully produced, done in the can, thirteen episodes. Of three separate shows he talked about, one called uh, Cop World uh, that he was part of, that he did voices for, uh, that his friend made, 13 up just sitting on a shelf. They just they spent money and made, and it's just well, sitting there. It's really weird. That if yeah. it's sitting on the shelf yeah. and they never use it, yeah. you end up like a situation. Remember when we talked about Half-Life? Right. Um, there was a port of Half-Life for the Dreamcast that never actually shipped. Right. And the... The reason why, even though there were already strategy guides on the shelves, they right. just yeah. like about a week before the cool. game's supposed to come out, they said, eh, maybe not, maybe not. Yeah, like, the yeah, reason maybe. why is that if you never air any of Cop World, right, you can write it off on your tax. It's very true. It's oh. very true. That's a loss. But if yeah. you start, mm-hmm. yeah, you might as well yeah. finish. And right. it, yeah, and if yeah. it's written off on taxes, there's a there's a show. 
uh, you remember the buzz of Samurai Jack coming back, correct? Yeah. Gendy Tartakovsky had another show on Cartoon Network called Symbionic Titan, which was pulled, or canceled basically after 20 episodes, and it can never come back on Turner Broadcasting because Cartoon Network uh, wrote it off as a loss on wow. taxes. So it can, the only way you could see new episodes of that is if it was on like a streaming service like Netflix. It cannot be on a Turner Broadcast cable network because it's a tax write-off. And that's just, it, once you write that off, it's like, we can't air this. And it's very true. So I think like they probably have it shelved for saying like, oh, Cop World, yeah, we spent a lot of money on that, but it never got to air, so write it off and, just, and it'll never be shown. So it, it's, it's very interesting that way when you see these, because something that's, very expensive to do, and that, to your to your uh, to your point about production of like two D animation and like pa- pen and paper style animation, uh, there are still studios that do it, but they take the full thing in house. When you go to Studio Mir for things like Voltron and Avatar: The Last Airbender, when you go to Studio Mir for those things, they produce it. Like that's it. Like they do, they got a guy who does the designs. They take that they and and then they just ship you the final product. That's it. And that's easier nowadays. Back in the day, like you said, you'd have to ship it back. They'd have to ship back the fully colored things. You'd have to run through the animation. You'd have to run through the rotoscope. All that jazz. And it was just this big, huge production. This so, is all before you even get to marketing and advertising. Right, exactly. Before you even get to marketing and advertising. So you had to you had to base it around the idea that it's going to sell a toy. And that's what a lot of them were. That's what that's what Transformers was. That's what Bartman. Bartman, yeah, exactly. Bartman's like like yeah. There was a time when Simpsons was just everywhere. It was in the popular culture. That's all there was to it. There was a whole album based off the Bartman song. We had it. Why why do you think in GI Joe uh, when they went to that alternate was it Springfield or whatever? Right. Yeah. They had to leave half the guys behind in that world. Right. It's because they wanted you to buy the season two characters that were going to be on the next season of the show. Exactly. And you watching that thing before you went to school in the morning (laughs) was great. Yeah. But you buying the toy is what actually (laughs) needed to happen. Exactly. For the bunny. Yeah. Um, Transformers the movie uh, killed the original cast. They killed them off, yeah, like scarred children for life. I was one of them, and uh, and the, because they were putting in the new characters, which uh, sucked. They G. were G. terrible. Yeah, GI Joe the movie. I loved some of the new. Springer's awesome. Don't talk. Don't talk crap about Springer. Springer's great. The try. I, the, I like Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Springer's great. <laughs> <laughs> and Cup. Cup's my favorite. Cup character. was good. Cup's yes. my favorite character. But, but it anyway. was like this old character that right. was new, and I thought that that right. was so. Like, it was weird, Where right? were you, like, th- years he's this, before? Yeah, he's this veteran, but he was never <laughs> he's around He's never before. around for any of the other stuff. Uh, but you have to supplement <laughs> it. Young Justice is a good is a good example of that, and I used to be mad about it when they canceled Young Justice because they would run it off of uh, action figure sales. Yeah. And I remember them saying, like, and I remember this being That's like... That's back, a, right? What's that? It's coming back, yes. Uh, because they can... They, because they were right on the cusp of, like, all these new types of media uh, uh, product such as Pop, Funko Pops. I'm not a fan of them. Lots of people are. Funko Pops, rock candies, statues, stuff like that. That market has boomed quite a bit. It's been and really interesting to see that. It too. has. But action figures were the way to go for anything. When you had Ninja Turtles, which has worked three separate times, by the way. Three times Ninja Turtles has worked. Uh-huh. It has worked as a, as a cartoon and lasted more than ten seasons and has produced 
tons of toys out of all three times that it's been done. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know why that works so well, but it does. Well, well it's like a lot. Nickelodeon buying that thing is yeah. honestly the best thing that ever happened because oh, yeah. they familyed it up a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, so it's so completely inoffensive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can just watch it and, you know, and that's it. You know, yeah. Raphael's not like passed out in a bathtub. You know? <laughs> like beat, <laughs> beaten to death nearly, <laughs> nearly beaten to death. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, stuff like that. And, but Young Justice was one of those, and I used to be angry about this. It was canceled because initially, uh, the female audience was bigger than the, than the target demographic male audience. Um, and I'm like, well, what does that matter? I don't understand why you would cancel yeah, it. Yeah, you just, just because you're not getting that. Dinner. It's but because they spend less money on. Spend less money. <laughs> they spend less money on, on cartoon characters. They spend less money on like stuff. Well, they, well, they spend less money not on merch, but on action figures. They do spend less money on, and that's yeah. that eighteen, that 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 fourteen to twenty eight demographic. Boys will males will spend. And people like to, you know, argue whether that's a, a societal thing or whether it's actually like imprint, you know, like sort of imprinted in the brain of like certain people or whatever. But hmm. marketers don't care. No. They look at the numbers and they say, that's this, where the money's at. This demographic of boys buys the toys. This demographic of girls that's watching the show don't buy the toys. So we can't fund this anymore. I, I, and that's I think it's, where it goes I think it's from. like the whole thing like between men and women and the Three Stooges. Yeah. Uh, there's really not a reason. I don't think there's any imprint on that. We just think the Three Stooges and that kind of comedy is funny. Right. Most women just don't get it. Yeah. And that's yeah. just the yeah. way it is. But that's just, you know, but so. whatever. And of course there's, there's differentiating parts of that. Yeah. Of course there are women that like it. And I, I think... They could have targeted more like, okay, let's start targeting that demographic that is watching it. Uh-huh. But it's hard to shift an entire market to what you want to do. Well, they do. already probably set up. And, they had the toys right. built. They had the, the, the right. action figures made. And, so. then the, and then the Netflix, like like the watching Young Justice on Netflix, that's what brought it back. The interest was there and DC Animation decided, okay, interest is there for it. So we're going to do the new season and, you know, and we're going to start pumping out pops and, you know. And I have a question. Sure. When it comes to animation, yes, I understand that there are many hands that need to get shook yeah. for a lot of the stuff to happen. Yes, <clears throat> but I have zero, like, I, I, I don't blame these people for the way that they need to do business. Sure, but I don't feel bad for a company. It's like, oh well, you know, our form of entertainment it's unsustainable if you don't buy a bunch of toys, right? Then don't make it that way. <laughs> like, spend yeah. less money. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I constantly. One of the things that I always end up bumping up against in all forms of popular entertainment mm-hmm. is that, like, oh well, everybody just waited for the DVD and they didn't go see it in the theater, so we're not going to make any more of this. Yeah. Did you make money? Right. Don't blame people for the way that they choose to digest your entertainment. Right. You're the one that made a yeah. budget that was too big for this film that could have been ten million dollars and you spent three hundred. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's I I don't know. I always end up when these kind of situations come up, they're like, Well, we can't make this cartoon anymore and you know, like cartoons just aren't worth it anymore because right. you know, we never make any money on them. Yeah. Spend less money. Yeah. Find a way to make it like mm-hmm. 
Because in the I, 80s, a lot of cartoons were on shoestring budgets. Yeah, the animation quality was yeah, not great. Yeah. That real Ghostbusters <laughs> looks like trash. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, but uh, but it looks bad. Yeah, yeah, it looked bad, well, but it was okay. I liked it. it was yeah, decent. and uh, well, like that's why that's why uh, He-Man and uh, Fil- uh, Filmation, that's why it lasted so long, uh-huh. because they worked out ways to recycle animation. You had really good ba- painted backgrounds, uh-huh. but it was recycled animation. It was sort of like this assembly line of things. And they could afford to keep it in house in America rather than ship it to the cheaper places in like Korea and China. So, like, and again, so like that you had this innovator, Lou Scheimer, who started this film that wanted to have an animation company and do this thing. Animation is weird because it's like a passion sort of thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like people do it, it's hard work, it's expensive as all get out. Yeah. And, the the resulting product isn't necessarily going to be beloved. Yeah, but at the you end, know, when, like, when everything yeah. is when everything is said and done with yeah. this stuff, to kind of back up David on this point about yeah. spending less money, sure, it's going to be about the money. Yes, you know when you've got a product and in development, and you're trying to get it out there, and you're trying to market mm-hmm. it. You have to think about marketing it and advertisement because yeah. you're always going to want to get the next generation or the next crowd or maybe expand exactly. the demographic or whatever it is. Exactly, you've got so, to reduce costs somewhere, right? Or or have different avenues for revenue. Yeah, which is why I think this EA project was was you know done in a, done in a you know in a in a self I, I think I think it was done in, in a good light to to say like all right we're gonna do this this and this to use we're gonna use these sorts of mediums to brand it yeah. and expand the marketing so that our so that our video game can now be this multi yeah I mean I don't, I don't play video games but right. I do enjoy anime. Right. Right. And, and the shows that, that come from that or right. vice versa for some folks. Right. So, yeah, expanding the market is definitely something you yeah. want to do. I mean, that's what you do the crossover marketing for right. anyways is to try to get different revenue yeah. streams. But is it worth it? To uh, well, I understand. <laughs> it depends on the product in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. I understand that not everybody's like me. Like, mm-hmm. I... Oh, no. no. I get... <laughs> no no said, one's like you. No. <laughs> that's fair. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But if I get a, if I get a whiff of... Right. Oh, you're trying to manipulate me. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't like that a lot. Yeah, there are I, people out there that don't like that. Like, I, I like my nose flares up immediately. And I go, "How dare you!" I do it with movies a lot. I'm more forgiving when it's because uh, I'm a because I just love watching. I'm a dork and I love watching cartoons. I'm more forgiving of like animation for a lot of things than I am of other movies, mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm well aware of my bias on that. But yeah, when it, when a movie's trying to like. Like send me down a path of like, like not even like a marketable, but an emotional stance that I'm not feeling. I immediately turn that movie off from me. Yeah. It's in, it's immediate turn. Like when Dark Knight Rises, when Alfred tells me to be sad, yeah, I'm angry. It got <laughs> I'm yeah. angry. I just want you to get married, my sweet. Have what, babies. Have babies, Master White. I'm very sad now, Miss Master White. I'm just a, I'm just a poor chimney sweep. <laughs> I just I get angry when a movie tries to tell me what to yeah. feel. Now you can you can convey a tone of sadness, but not tell me. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. okay with that. But when you have a character literally be like, "I'm very sad now," most Wayne and the audience should be sad too. It's like no. It's the and difference I, between I'm the operating conscience of the film goer. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 
and I was like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an audience parable. Oh, I'm, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like the difference like between it. that and the end of Civil War. Yeah, you know, you watch Civil War and you're like, okay, they just don't like each other. They're having a fight, but then right. in the last third act, you get that. But he killed my mom. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's something. You know, there, there, there's something. something. There's something tangible there at least. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. But that, uh, I, I would say that the the. The thing with Civil War that I I really had a distaste for, like yeah. I thought that the villain was fine, yeah. But that fight between Captain America and Iron Man felt ginned up. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, you're you're trying to build a false conflict so that the first half of the next film, it's but we need to come together to fight the greater evil. Yeah, yeah I get it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that can be also just burnout because. When you have these things that are like setting up the next movie, and that's what Marvel does, that's their template, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. And that can get burnt, that can burn out. The yeah. problem can, is, like, yeah. think about it. Here's another great example that just always jumps in the front of my mind mm-hmm. is that all the marketing for Spider Man 2, I understand that I'm one of the few in the world who thinks that that movie is one of the most overrated I've ever seen. Oh, oh, to the Sam Sp- Raimi? Spider Man 2. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Okay, all right. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. The entire marketing around this is, I don't want to be Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. You're going to be (laughs) Spider-Man. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I quit my job as Spider-Man. Like, you can't just go work at Long John Silver's now. Like, that's not how this works. Because they're not not sponsoring. You can't work there. I don't know know of a superhero movie that you could make. Yeah. Where the ending actually turns out to where it like they're dead or something happens Logan. and it work out. Spoilers well, yeah, but Logan. that that that's spoilers sort of, for Logan. Whoa, yeah. that movie's still kind of new. Yeah, Bleep that. <laughs> yeah, but Logan was like, we all kind of right. knew that was coming because right. he's getting older. They literally state like it's his last time as Logan. Yeah, in case you're curious. Yeah. But I, mean, I, you know, I would watch I, a movie with that girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the with the three girl. I like yeah. her. She's, she's good. Yeah, she's good. I liked her more than him. Oh yeah, yeah. like the whole movie. I'm like, yeah, Patrick Stewart's old. Don't care. And <laughs> oh, I murdered everyone I ever loved. Oh, <laughs> oh, jeez. We apologize Comic to all books. the fans of Hogan. <laughs> Comic books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seventy years of well crafted you know, <laughs> narrative. Oh, I, I've ruined it all myself. <laughs> Dumb. Who's dumb? <laughs> I love it. Oh I love it. Anyway, um, heal, heal, life heal, baby. Send your hate mail to life, David life, at life heal, baby. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the the marketing end of this, shall we? And at what point are you an evil cash grabby corporation? Uh, when you and pay people to go to E3 to stand outside holding signs <laughs> that say, uh, throw away your PlayStation, get a PlayStation, and manufacturing protests about how People were scared that this Dante's Inferno... Dante's Inferno! A book that was written like 170 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, real controversial theme. Right. Yeah, no, there was a lot of manufactured uh, faux outrage. They're uh, they're marketing... It was guerrilla marketing and forced viral marketing that had no basis whatsoever. It was like, people didn't care... 
well, in that way that they thought. They were trying to build, like what you said, manipulate people to build that excitement. Right. Am I alone in thinking that, granted, this was 2010, so this is late for this, right. but if you think around the time that, like, Remember when the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie was going to come out? Yes. And they put those little Moon Knight light up things everywhere. Yes. And, and it became super viral because uh-huh. the cops thought it was uh, like a uh, terrorist attack yes. thing. They didn't, right. know, what yeah. they didn't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. And shut down the city of in De- like, Denver? Was it Denver? Boston. Boston. It was Boston. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually talked about this in a Nerd Brand podcast. Yeah, I think we did. Episode. Yeah, the, the, the marketing, marketing, marketing going wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. in 2006, 2007, viral marketing worked. And I I will make the argument now, and feel free to poke holes in this if you want to, uh, but I think that we're all kind of callous to it now, and it yeah. all just sort of, oh, that's probably viral marketing for something, and we yeah. just turn around and walk away from it. I do anyway, yeah. because it's it's another form of manipulation that I just choose to yeah. just say, well, that's somebody trying to get me to uh, go watch this new horror movie, yeah. and walk away. Yeah. When, when, when some, it's, it's interesting, because, like, again, there's that there's that sort of like personal bias that I have because I do do that with certain things that are you know like kind of new and like uh when they, like what was that stupid movie that stupid horror movie uh unfriend unfriended is that it where like oh the, yeah. yeah where it's all done on a computer yeah it's all yeah, done on a computer it. screen that's it yeah unfriended uh they tried a bunch of viral marketing that and I'm just like I'm just throwing up my fingers at that thing like no I have no desire to see this thing however. If you show me some more augmented reality uh, marketing for Cloverfield and Ten Cloverland, I'm back in it. I don't know what it is. It's just like because I was in the Cloverfield AMR stuff, like mm-hmm. real heavy, uh, and um, that universe is still building. It, it's I, still I, going because you have the God Particle coming out. And yeah. it's, it started up again. The, the marketing has started up again. Yeah. God Particle. The websites back. are starting to fire. They're, up they're starting to fire up again, and yeah. and they did, but they did the same because like it came, it went, and then Ten Cloverfield Lane came mm-hmm. came around, and those sites started to update with more of those like mm-hmm. really kind of creepy like old school like like oh there you had John Goodman's character on an employee of the month uh, you know, frame of the site or whatever. And I get into it, but that's because I guess there's some form of like, I never experienced anything like that back when Cloverfield happened. So there's this sort of, I guess, nostalgic feel for it that, you know, creeps my, back up. My first um, well, it's augmented... Really Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that my first exposure to that was as right around the same time. Yeah. Mine was ilovebees.com. Yes. Which was the Halo 2 teaser. The Halo 2 it teaser, was, yeah. Leading up to the announcement of Halo 2, there was this website called I Love Bees. And you know, they would give you phone numbers to call where you would get connected to voicemails where you found people's names that would actually be uh, people that were that worked for Bungie, that right, were part yeah. of the development team. And <laughs> it was cool. It, it, yeah. it was totally fine. Right. But, like, how many people actually participate in those? Yeah. Is it worth it? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I bet they don't cost a lot of money. I don't... And it's uh, really a, probably a logistic nightmare because when you do that cross-media, cross-marketing stuff like with Tim Cloverfield Lane and right. that, what they're doing, I mean, you've got the websites, more than one. You've got the backstory that goes with those sites. Yeah. Because with that character, it was him and his ex-wife and you get right. this entire backstory. Right. What's going on. Plus when he worked at that place. But then you've got... The commercials, right. the the trailers, mm-hmm. you've got all this other media that comes out too. It, and, it's hard to tie that. Yeah, and in the case of Ten Cloverfield Lane, I know they attach Cloverfield specifically to that script mm-hmm. uh, to market it better. 
because it was just going to be called like bomb shelter or something like that. It was going to be some, or like yeah. like like sheltered. It was going to be called John Goodman's My Favorite Actors. Yeah, basically, because yeah. that's what it was based. Terrifying that's, individual. That's what it was based on was his performance as this crazy dude who might not be wrong. So was that, was <laughs> yeah. the end always in there? Yes, the end was always there, uh, and if you'll notice, like there's like a few things about it that are sort of like Cloverfield ish. But there's nothing specifically talking about the original movie. I, I view that series yeah. as it's it's the Twilight Zone. Exactly. Everyone will be completely different. They're not in the same yeah. universe. But the expanded AR will be. And that's yeah. the, that's, that's kind of that, that kind of interesting. Yeah. But the, but like each like each between there's no like actual connectivity, but the the expanded AMR stuff that's actually, like, that's what connects it all. Because, well, the thing is know, with that universe, it's the like... The Slushow and the Tagorato yeah, and the all movie that stuff. Is, yeah. the, the movies are not in a chronological order. Right, yeah. But they do have right. a continuity to them. Right. Because, but the thing about it is, a lot of people, they go see these movies, and right. this is what's interesting about this particular part of this, right. is that you go and you saw the movie and you thought that was a great movie, but right. then you find out that there is a website and there's yes. all this other stuff, and you start to explore that, so it goes in reverse. And I, you're right, and I think that that works for that yeah. because it is a, a supplementary experience you don't have to experience. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, um, uh, uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls has a very rich, expansive, or Bloodborne, has a very rich and expansive uh, story to it. Yeah. But you don't have to experience it at all. You can just play the game, kill the bosses, and get good at the game, and that's it. You never have to, like, actually put the pieces together of, like, who the Ashen Ones are and what the lighting the circle of fire means and why you have to break the circle or reignite the circle. All this stuff is, like, supplementary to things that you can do, but it's not something that is, like, shoved in your face as with Dante's Inferno. <laughs> like, um, you know, Dante's Inferno was very, like, as you said, like, you, you had this sort of push for controversy to say, like, oh, this is, like, such a controversial game. Look at all this. And trying to trying to trying to gin up that that yeah. real moral combat, that false excitement. Site. Right. I, thought, also, I mean, marketing is about getting your attention and building excitement to build that affinity to that thing. Right. But the way they did it was just terrible. To yeah. be, it wasn't thought mm-hmm. out. It was like they wanted to create a controversy. Yeah. And then out of that negative attention, yeah, that would get you to be a part of the universe right. and join this and like this. Exactly. But sometimes getting negative attention for things is just not, not good. It's just negative. Not a good I, idea. I thought it was really good. Back after the the fake protests happened, yeah. um, there was a spokesperson for uh, some kind of... like. It was a website, it was like some kind of like, you know, Daily Christian Review, something like that. Sure. Uh, you know, religious website guy. And uh, and he comes out and says, uh, you know, like, maybe EA's uh, time and efforts would be spent much better other than, you know, in, in ways other than generating fake protests to try to get people to talk about your subpar God of War clone. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that yeah. that was super good. Because, like, you know, if there's one thing that, like, that video games and a lot of popular entertainment always do try to do is right. always make, like, well, you're religious. I bet you're a big old stick in the mud. So seeing that guy, like, come out and say, like, yes, I'm aware of what video 
games are, you morons. <laughs> I, I just thought that that was kind of okay. Yeah, well, it does. It, it, it paints people into this. When, when you start painting people into these, into yeah. these subcategories, and, uh, you know, there there are, again, for marketing purposes, there are demographics that are important. Well, but they, compl- but they completely isolated that one right. and turned them off. Right, exactly. Well, when you start- EA did it again. Yeah. I, I just It just popped into my head. Oh, yeah? Uh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're fine. But uh, right around the same time, I think it was 2010 or maybe it was 20... 20- Maybe it was 2011. Yeah. Uh, when Dead Space 2 came out. Yeah. Do you remember there was that ad campaign of, Your mom's parents, gonna hate that, it! That's right. You're, and they had, like, these parents, like, yeah. watching, like, oh, oh, I, I don't hate that. Oh, I don't like this at all. Like, it's just, like, these, like, <laughs> these non-moms that don't exist. Like, they're just, like, And, and yeah. most of them are, like, grandma age. And they right. just put headphones on them and sit them in the dark and, like, show them scary, gory things yeah. about the game. they're like, Why would anyone play this? Why would this? Never? This is terrible. Your mom's gonna hate it. Like, yeah. Oh, dude. Mom, mom's probably like, you know, Jack yeah. Mianis player too. Yeah. <laughs> there was that, we talked about Mighty Number no. 9 on Video Destruct not too long ago. There was that terrible commercial trailer Ooh. that came out that just literally insults the entire yeah. demographic of who's... Like, oh, you live in your mom's basement. So you must live in your mom's basement, right? Well, you'll love this game. Like, it's just like this, like... You can't what, do that. What were you thinking? Like, it was so bad. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You make is, your audience mad, they're yeah. gone. And well, that, yeah. sometimes it can work. Yeah. The the examples I would use of this yeah. is Aisha Tyler. Okay. When she did the Ubisoft press conferences. Right. She would kind of throw shade at, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I, I know everybody's been sitting at home playing The Division for the last seven months. <laughs> I was bored of it after, like, a week. Here's the new expansion. And what's funny is that, like, she, she would kind of, like, but she would get excited about things she was naturally excited about. She never had any script. Right. So her ways of throwing shade was always just like it's fine that you like this right but here's what I'm into and I yeah. just, I always liked that approach with her sure. I have no idea how Ubisoft kept paying her to do this <laughs> given the fact that she would like curse well, constantly <laughs> uh, Conan Conan's the same way because he has that clueless gamer bit yeah yeah and like and like there are some like there are parts where that where he just like he lights into a game that's popular but but he but it comes and the company's from, paying him pay, to play it. to yeah. do this but yeah. it comes from a from a vision of somebody who doesn't get games at yeah. all yeah and that's like that's kind of like the it's more self-referential to him of like I don't get this this is stupid I'm an old man I'm an old I'm an old crotchety don't like, yeah. like idiot you yeah. know I was like you know uh, but the, there are some times where that sort of comes off as like kind of like like I remember when he met at some game because like they got him for like this gaming I think it was gaming awards something like that yeah. spike and he met uh, he met uh, uh, crap the creator of Mario what uh, Miyamoto Miyamoto he met uh, uh, Miyamoto and like he just kind of like shrugs him off like cause oh hey guy who like did video games or something like and it's just like <laughs> you have no idea how prolific a man you just wrote off like it's like this guy like you know like yeah Miyamoto's like a fun dude and he's like he can take a joke I get it yeah. but like People revere that man. <laughs> it's just like, and he caught a lot of flack for that. But the way he just sort of wrote off Miyamoto, and I'm sure, like behind the cameras, he was very kind, you know, very nice and very like, like we're gonna do this bit or whatever, where mm-hmm. I just sort of shrug you off. But like, people like took like kind of offense to it because it was like, 
dude, you just shrugged off Miyamoto. Like, like he's <laughs> he's like so prolific in this industry. What are you doing? Like, it's just very weird. Like that's not like even that can like even a successful one can kind of get like sort of like some barbs in it. So it's hard to be negative, like you said. It's hard to drive that line of negativity or it could, uh, back, it could backfire so quickly, and the financial yeah. fallout from yeah. that is devastating. I, I, you know, like like I would argue that like the Ghostbusters twenty sixteen did the same thing. Mm-hmm. They drummed up a bunch of like all these. Misogynists of does and it's like, dude, like a hundred people commented on that thing. Yeah. Thirty-seven million watched the trailer, and like, like one percent said anything about it. Like, there's not. Well, like, I would put like, that one on. into false advertisement, right? Because it starts out with thirty years ago, there were these yeah. four guys, right? Yet they have nothing to do with the guys yeah. thirty years ago, maybe. right? But yeah, it's just like it's. It's just that, that 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 you try to drum up interest with that like movie this. was really bad. It was awful. <laughs> you say that with this look it's, on your face, like I don't. I'm traumatized. I, every time somebody mentions it to me, like I remember that it happened. You know, like you know, like when you've been like traumatized, it, uh-huh. like somebody like says a trigger word, and you're like, oh, I was abused. You look yeah, like that right, right now. <laughs> that. Like, it's wow, like, it's all coming back to me, and I'm like, woof. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, Chris Pine was not terrible. Yeah. Uh, not Chris Pine. Chris, uh, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. I remember Chris Hemsworth was not terrible. Yeah. The- That's about all I remember. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're having Man. flashbacks of when, you know, I, like you were mom, you lost your mom in Kmart it, yep. for an hour. Mom, <laughs> I heard they made a new Ghostbusters, Mom. <laughs> Run! Run! Don't watch it! It's terrible. Uh, but that Bomb. That's also one of the biggest purveyors of Sony's 730 million loss in mm-hmm. the in their movie industry. Uh, well, and, and I'll say this. I mean, like, you know, at, at the time that that was coming out and, you know, like even I'm sure that there were guys at EA that still yeah. live by the philosophy of, you know, like, oh, even bad publicity is good publicity. Right, yeah. Uh, because, you know, at the time when Ghostbusters came out, uh, was getting ready to come out, they were like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, people are, at least people are talking about it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but if, like, there's a pretty united front of people going like, guys, I don't think this movie looks any good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you're telling those people that they're sexist for thinking that. Yeah, because there's some buttholes that went on there. Oh, female Ghostbusters! Oh, like there are buttholes yeah, but, that did that. But it's like you can't lump all those people in with them. No. They don't <laughs> think the movie looks good. They filled yeah. their movie with sub Tommy Boy level <laughs> humor. Yeah, exactly. Like it's all just like here's Melissa McCarthy banging her head, going like, "Oh, that's gonna leave a mark." There's, like, a, <laughs> there's a two dimensional ending for yeah. the villain. A two dimensional right animation at the end yeah. that you that happens and yeah. when it happened with me when I was in the theater and I saw that because yeah. I was dumb enough to get a ticket it was a slow week right. what an idiot I, yeah I was <laughs> and so I sat there but it's like something hit me it's like my brain just seized or something when I saw yeah. that I was like I, I didn't know what to do Yeah, I wanted to get up and leave but then I wanted to keep watching the wreck right and it yeah. was just one of those very hard, difficult right. things. And, and, but yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just like you know, it's, it was it was really it's weird. Like, is it really happening? It was Am really I seeing this. It was so weird and bizarrely handled. But that's. But I think that leads us back to our question, doesn't it? Like, when does it feel? You know, like, like when is it like? It, is it okay to do this sort of thing? Has there ever been a sense in which it's worked? Let's say, like, I, I don't know. Unless you're already an established brand. I don't know if it has this this cross promotional thing because I don't really count Cloverfield because it was not they didn't like yeah they had a manga come out but it's mm-hmm. like it was all sort of like in its own like 
kind of capsule, you know? They didn't, like, make a whole animated movie and, to come and, out with it. And they didn't even, make a... even with established brands, yeah. it doesn't work most of the time. Right. And it's usually tied to whatever you view as the centerpiece mm-hmm. of this, even if the other stuff falls away and isn't very successful, the quality of your center pillar is what matters the most. Yes. Think about it this way. The Matrix. Yes. You've got terrible sequels, mm-hmm. the anime, video games, and honestly, other than that original film, I think all of it's really bad. I, I would I would say that a few of the stories in the Animatrix are good. And that's about the only thing, yeah. Like I and I can defend Reloaded on the idea of it being a middle movie, but then the third movie happens and everything is then crushed nothing but, happened in that second movie exactly. which is the problem yeah it, it, it's yeah. it's a lead-in and it's a very good lead-in but then if you have nothing to end it with which was revolutions which was awful yeah then it doesn't matter this the second one is then supplementary it's, it's just it's it's bad it's just by by proxy it's bad because you had nothing to end it with and you spent you know? like 70 percent of that third movie with neo, uh, neo not having any powers and you're like right yeah this is really boring yeah, you guys like, like, yeah why am i why aren't they in the matrix and now we're standing here <laughs> waiting for a train right like, <laughs> it's like the train man the train man's there remember that man remember that character woof remember that character the yeah. indian dude that talked for like eight years Remember that guy? He was real memorable. You know what there needed to be more of? The Merovingian. All right, we can move on from the Matrix. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like doing when you do this kind of cross-marketing or cross-media marketing, the, the problem is is the message. Right. So when you get together and you make a strategy to do this stuff, you got to think about, one, your audience, who you're trying to reach, and right. the other audiences, because you're crossing over. Mm-hmm. Animation is not video games. They're different audiences. Right. But your message needs to talk to both. Right. And years ago, when I was in school, that it's, a, it's like with the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pastor has to get up there and preach a sermon that reaches all age groups, all demographics, and all people. Right. That's a really nice thought. But (laughs) the truth is, you're only going to hit a small amount or a certain segment. Right. Um, But Don't you see a problem with that in the sense of, like, if you try to do that, you're pleasing no one? Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of where it falls apart, because when you do cross-promotional stuff, you've got different channels of people that want to try to communicate that specific message across to that audience. So... When you start to try to blend them together, the creative and everything mm-hmm. else starts to get watered down, and the message gets lost. Yeah, because now it's about just look at this thing. Right. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and that's what happens, I think. And, and that's and that and that is the uh, you know like the, the the phrase "jack of all trades, master of one" is the actual phrase, mm-hmm. but it's it was then like parodied with "jack of all trades, master of none," and that's now. The phrase like yeah. no one uses "master of one" anymore. Yeah, poor it, marketing. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's like it's like like when you're a master, you know, when mile you're, wide, and inch yeah. deep. Oh, I, I I I dip into all sorts of things. Then you have no thermometer for any of it. I kind of I know, keep I keep just, going back to the Sony as a company. Yeah, well, you know, when they started out and yeah. all, look at all the different markets they're in, and yeah. then today they are primarily movies and banking. Yeah, banking. Well, video games. Well, they do that, but it's like the banking video is games. Like really got me like like really right well vi- video <laughs> games i think is more important than the movies because the movies are failing <laughs> yeah the movies are failing after the numbers yeah. that just came out yeah. Uh, but yeah for them to kind of evolve all the way back from electronics 
to you know the the televisions, color televisions, the right. Walkman, right, and all of that stuff all yeah. the way appliances, forward. Yeah, appliances, like that, even yeah. right. I yeah. mean, and then now they they so they've done they still do cross promotional because yeah. it's Sony, but right. you know I don't see a lot of kind of. Commercials for their computer that Vio, right. remember that they sold yeah. out Vio. They did yeah. they, yeah, last year, and, and, last year then. Yeah. And again, there's always cross promotional aspects. Ericsson to, to anything, yeah, yeah, Ericsson, yeah. There's cross promotional aspects to anything, but the 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 blitz of full on production of multimedia. That's the other. That's the other coin of it. And I don't know if it's ever really worked for something that wasn't established like you said halo but that was built on the back of halo yeah. mm-hmm. halo was a success i and think they built off of it i, I think it took a while if i'm yeah. not mistaken i think the fall of reach novel okay yeah came out within a month or two of that first game okay but yeah. That was their prequel. They ended up making the game Halo Reach later right. uh, that told the story of what happened before Halo 1, the fall of the Spartan 2 project, right. glassing of the planet Reach, and you know, all this yeah. fun stuff. Right. Uh, but really, that was about as close as you ever got. I mean, like the Halo whatever anime DVD thing that I have, <laughs> uh, and they're like story things, the, their TV show stuff that they're making that goes along with games. Like, that all came much later. I mean, right. really, that stuff didn't start in earnest until yeah. everybody yeah. went like, it, it had a hey, build. these yeah. college kids really like the yeah. Halo. And, yeah. ha- and it was Halo, a slow build. And Halo, Halo, I'll say it, that was the first video game trailer that I can remember that for Halo 2 that was cinematic in a mm. realm. Video games was always just a commercial of like, oh, Mario Two gonna come out and you can do all the stuff and stomp on Koopas and I'd say and, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two. Okay, yeah, that was pretty. Cinematic. Those are yeah, yeah, they're they're built for cinema cinematic. Holy uh, crap! Uh, the first time I saw the Metal Gear Solid One trailer back yeah. in like '97, yeah. and they're showing the on-screen credits as you're playing the first <laughs> mission, so it's yeah. just like a film. You're like, yeah. Guys, I think video games just got crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and but like my first experience, I think, was at Halo, Halo Two trailer. I'm like, this is like a movie. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like the first time I saw a yeah. trailer for a game, and now they're all that way. Well, and people like, everywhere yeah. were talking about like, did you yeah. see that trailer for that new game? Yeah. Well, it, you you brought up Batman Arkham Knights one time, didn't you? Mm-hmm, but when yeah. that came out, or was it you that talked about it, where he was like a kid and he got saw his parents get shot? Yeah. And then Bruce Wayne became, you know, he's a boy in school. Right. And there's yeah. this whole thing that that commercial that tv commercial yeah. had me wanting to see that movie right yeah not yeah. oh master wayne you're sad right <laughs> yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my that's right. the best i can do that's on the Alfred. best that's yeah. the best uh master <laughs> white michael, that's your best michael Caine. that's my best michael Caine. yeah yeah <laughs> if you say michael Caine the way michael Caine says it it's it he says michael Caine. michael Caine. <laughs> michael Caine. <laughs> michael Caine. has anybody seen michael Caine? michael Caine. <laughs> michael Caine. <laughs> i uh, love michael Caine. <laughs> like, um, i yeah i don't but right. sure well, i like him I'm not like I'm no I, really no oh wow I don't think I've ever liked anything he's ever been in ever <laughs> okay again send all your hate mail too or his performances or yeah. his uh, wow. his face I don't like that either look Jaws three wasn't his fault man he oh. just didn't he just needed money <laughs> I like that when he said deep cut for Michael Caine Jaws three is where you go that's right. you know the 3D one yeah. so it's 
Real nice. Real good. That's a pretty deep cut for him. <laughs> it's like when I think of uh, Ving Rhames, I always go to Piranha 3D. Oh, that's, yeah. That's right where I go. Yeah, it's like, I go to the Arby's commercials. But <laughs> we have, we have the, the meat. Meats. Uh, but yeah. <sighs> Guys, uh, speaking of Arby's, I noticed this. We talked about Arby's not that long ago. Yeah. And how, like, there's, like, they barely get, like, I barely see traffic in them. Yeah. But, like, there's always, like, just enough. You ever see one getting built? Like, Mm-mm. I never see new ones sprout up. I think they're, like, in this perpetual state of sustain of sustainment. And that's, like, that's the only thing they can do is just sustain what they have. I never see them closing down at, like, rapid rates or building new ones. It's really weird. I went to Arby's. <laughs> For dinner, for to get something on to eat on the way home. Yeah, so it was probably you know it was in the afternoon and all. Right, there yeah. was actually people in the drive-thru. Yeah, but the It'll store looked times. like a desert. It's just nothing. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird franchise. Well, they got rid of the five for five deal. Yeah, I, five for five I, deal was pretty like, good. Yeah, get yeah. you five roast beef sandwiches, and then you eat all five roast beef sandwiches and try to go to sleep, but feel like you're dying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's you should probably do that with somebody else, and then you'll have like two and a half. Whoa! <laughs> Why do I need two and a half sandwiches when I can have five? <laughs> I have five. It's all right. Uh, but guys, I think that's I think we're roundabout on this, aren't we? I think that's uh, about it. I want to do a quick video to Shark Corner. Sure. Video video to Shark Corner. Let's do it. All right. So if you're just if you were just here for the marketing or animation stuff, you can go ahead and go. I'm here to I'm here to talk about video games. Okay. Because it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. I know we had a podcast go up last week, but that one was actually late to get posted. Sure. Uh, it was a technical issue. Yeah. Uh, but we two huge games have come out, and I want to talk about them. Yeah. Destiny Two came out. Yeah. That game freaking rips. <laughs> uh, I like Destiny 2 a lot. A lot of people have said that it fixed, That's a Halo game. Like, people say that it is fixed. A that's lot a, of what the... That's a Halo game. Yeah. Like, it's much more narratively structured. Mm-hmm. It has a much more clear flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, mission resolution is a lot more defined and satisfying than okay. it was before. Yeah. Uh, the open world stuff is less about just like, oh, crap, I gotta go to the moon and get helium. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this is the moon for the space wizards. And yeah, it's uh, there's a pretty funny uh, line about space wizards yeah. that I like. Okay, uh, it's yes, uh, it, there. There's a bit where he's like, "Yeah, I, I, I need you to climb this tower. I heard there's some wizards up there. Yeah, I know they're they're wizards. Just go to the top of the tower. This is good. And uh, I, I yeah, thought, I thought that was okay. Uh, shade their own in their own face. Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. uh, you know, and then. A lot of it's still the same enemies. There's a few new types of enemies, but right. largely it's the same. Like there, I really like the uh, big rabid dog things that the yeah. Martians have now. Right. Although I do have one issue. Yeah. Destiny One. Yeah. You go to Mars. Yeah. You beat the living crap out of the Martians. Right. You kill all of them. Yeah. They're nothing compared to you. The Martians show up and blow up the Traveler at the beginning of this game. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. And there's like this totally badass dude. Yeah. That's like this the leader of the Martian Legionnaires. And right. Like, yeah. Where were you when I showed up with two guys with guns and killed your entire civilization? <laughs> it's kind of the crux of all of these things is that like yeah. I'm the world killer. I've got a device that will blow up stars. <laughs> and but like three dudes with guns kill you all. Kill you like, all the time. It's like, oh, who'd have thought they would bring guns? <laughs> oh no. They brought weaponry. To and so if you think too much about 
this right. stuff you sure. can still poke holes in it. Sure, it, it sort of gives you a gravitas of being powerful. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. I like at the very beginning of the game uh, when the traveler gets blown up. Uh, yeah. every uh, every guardian in the world loses their light. Okay, yeah. So, so they you... can't do their special ability stuff anymore. Like you, right. you're you've no longer been chosen by the traveler to be his instrument. Gotcha. Uh, so like at the very beginning, there's like uh, the first like four missions of the game, you have to play by yourself. You can't co-op at all. Yeah. Because uh, the world's in peril. Yeah. Um, and when you lose your light, there's a cool bit where like it kind of goes. It almost does like a, a, a Last of Us sort of thing where it's like, here's a small segment where it'll fade to black. Right. And then fade back in and it's two days later and then right. fade back to black and then it's two days later. Yeah. Uh, it, it does that kind of thing where you're basically like trying to, tr you know, try to get where you're trying to go. Right. Um, and eventually end up running into people who have lived on the outskirts for a long time. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's it's cool. Uh, like that game is totally awesome. Uh, uh, the after having played that PC version, I, I kind of don't think that the PS4 version looks that great. <laughs> uh, but the PC version does come out until the end of October. PC Master Race. Well, I mean, I think it looks totally fine, but like it being at 30 FPS right. and only 1080p and the effects being turned down significantly from where it is on the PC, it's just noticeable. Right. Uh, but if you've only got a console, like that's totally a great way to play those games. Right. Like, the thing that's important... Does it shoot well? Yeah. Does it feel right? Well, All that's there. Well, that's what the first one had. It's the only thing people would argue that the first one did have yeah. was the game feel was phenomenal because it was Bungie. They know how to make a shooter. Well, and, and <laughs> like, this, they're finally bringing the other part of Bungie that right. is important, which is their ability to write narrative. Right. Uh, I still don't really like their their characters very much. Like, and Nathan Fillion continues to just... <laughs> Be the worst <laughs> voice do, actor. You do not like him in video games. He's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, that and the fact that it's, it's like fifty percent of their voice cast is just like, oh, it's that lady from Firefly, and it's yeah. that other guy from Firefly, and right. It's the problem with character actors is in video games for me is that when I hear your voice, I no longer see the character. I'm just like, oh, here's Nathan Fillion in a voice booth. Yeah. Phoning it in. <laughs> uh, just. <laughs> Sounding Shit. vaguely southern. Yeah. Uh, um, I, and the thing about Nathan Fillion as well is I feel like he has a lot of... Uh, he has a lot of screen presence as a person, so... Yeah. You know... His facial expressions When, when you take that away, it's it's not as... He's not as charming. But, yeah. Because he has a very charming look about him, and it's a Chris Pratt. If you had Chris... Like, yeah. If you told... Like, if you didn't tell me that Chris Pratt's the main character in Lego Movie, never would have known. Yeah. Never would have known because I actually didn't know that. I didn't yeah. either. Right, exactly. Chris Pratt plays the main character. So it's like, all right, cool. Like I, did, yeah, like did not know that. Yeah, cuz huh. cuz he's he's a face. Like it's just how it is. It's like Dirk Benedict. You're not going to recognize Dirk Benedict's uh, you know, voice, but you know who he is. You guys don't know what Dirk Benedict is. No. <laughs> no, no. His no face clue. from the A-Team. He's uh Starbuck from from the original uh oh. Battlestar Galactica. He's okay. the original Nathan Philly and I call him, but oh, okay. man beat cancer for crying out loud. <laughs> with, a, with a diet of cabbage and, and like, like yeah. What? He went on like this like this like really like 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 detox diet and like oh. beat cancer is crazy. Crazy story. Go go read about that. It's nuts. Uh, All right. Yeah. 
So and that covers Destiny 2. We'll, okay. we'll have more updated opinions on that cool. next week on the Video Destruction Podcast. On the Video Destruction Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I got one more game that I want to talk about, and that's Mario and Rabbids. Ah, uh, yes. I, Holy crap. I haven't played that yet. I, uh, I, buy that game. I went to pick it up, and I didn't have it, and I bought a case for my uh, thing instead, for my uh, Switch instead. So. It's uh, yeah. it's awesome. Like, yeah. I love it. It's it's super good. It's, it's absolutely it looks um, fun. your XCOM, but... In the Mario universe, <laughs> that game runs on the Divisions engine. What? Really? That's so weird. I knew it was Ubisoft, but it was built with uh, that. <laughs> that engine was created with what they call ultimate scalability in mind. Yeah, because uh, they knew that Nintendo was going to go conservative again this generation, so they needed something that would. Yeah. scale up and down really easily right. uh, that game is super good I'm most of the way done with it mm-hmm. it's uh, it's satisfying like uh, one thing I would say for any of you who are maybe newer to strategy games and somebody like me who's played tens of thousands of hours of strategy games mm-hmm. uh, don't focus on getting perfects on every fight mm-hmm. uh, the and a lot of people kind of complain because they're like, well, it didn't tell me what the requirements were for a perfect. Like, the perfect is just your outcome. Yeah. You can go back into the challenge levels and play all those again later to get right. to get a perfect. So right. just worry about completing things. If you get a perfect, you get a little bit more money. But other than that, it's the same. Right. Uh, the, the game is ultimately satisfying yeah uh and it's it's cute and it's funny and the rabbits <laughs> are a good time yeah. like i still don't like i've heard some people say like oh you know i was laughing out loud when i played this I'm like that never happened once for me <laughs> but i'm also jaded so <laughs> we, would, at least we wouldn't you, think that at no. least you know your biases that's all yeah. you need to do uh but yeah. it's it's absolutely fantastic if you've got a switch or you have any inkling of wanting to buy one they're kind of available pretty regularly online now, yeah. Uh, if you want something that you can do other than Zelda before Mario Odyssey comes out October 27th, which is right before our live stream, which makes me very excited, yeah. Maybe that's a good choice. There we go. <laughs> cool. Well, this has been the Supercast, uh, which is uh, basically a three-way cast between the Animation Destination Podcast, the Video Destruct Podcast, and the Nerd Brand Podcast. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At Haas underscore buddy. He talks to wrestlers. So. And I talk about video games a lot. If you can't tell, it's kind of yeah. you, what I'm doing. Yeah. You yeah. can check out all of these. We're going to check out the Nerd Brand, uh, Jason. Where do you check that yeah, out? Yeah, you can find the Nerd Brand on Facebook.com slash the Nerd Brand, or you yeah. can go to our sponsor's website, element502.com. Mm-hmm. Check out the blog there. You'll see episodes appear in some blog articles that I write about marketing, yeah. SEO, design, just about everything. I'm not that opinionated. It's just my job. <laughs> it's just what I do. It's what, what I get paid for. Uh, <laughs> this has been the Supercast, the Animation Destination Podcast, and the Video Destruct Podcast, and the Nerd Brand Podcast. Follow me up! <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Uh, yeah, so you can check us. You can check uh, Nerd Brand out at those places. You can check out Video Destruct at VideoDestruct.com, Animation Destination at Destination.com slash DNN, as well as Video Destruct. We're both on there now. So it's, uh, you know, it's all good stuff. Maybe the Nerd Brain will join eventually. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. We don't, we're not as cool as you guys. I don't play I mean, you know, okay. whatever. It's not. <laughs> fancy podcast network. So I don't have a sign off because I don't want to use any of the ones that we have. So follow me. I, I, so, <laughs> so I'll just use them all. Uh, we're out of time. We gotta go. Stay tuned and keep your nerd brand strong. <laughs>
Thank you for listening. D-N-N.